Yo, today's QOD is we create the world outside of us by the way we think and feel. Here we go. Today's show, I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Dr. Joe Dispenza back on the show. It has been way too long. And this clip is loaded, my friends. I I recommend you listen to this one maybe two or three times so it really sinks in because there's a lot of information here. What he's talking about is how your personal reality, the way you experience the world, The circumstances and conditions of your life are a reflection of your personality, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you act. So in order to change your personal reality, to change your world, you have to change your inner world. You have to change your personality. You got to change the way you got to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you act. And that is not easy. It requires a lot of energy, requires a lot of consciousness requires a lot of effort. And many of us are running on autopilot, which is why our lives don't change. And about halfway through this clip, I really want you to tune in here because he talks about how our problems often have to do with other people. And what we do is we put our energy into judging those people, blaming those people, acting like a victim of those people. And that drains the energy that we need in order to change the way we think and we feel and we act. And this is why nothing seems to change. Here's Dr. Dispenza. So if your personality is made up of how you think, how you act and how you feel, and your personality creates your personal reality, then in order for you to create a new personal reality, a new life, you would have to change your personality, yes or no? You would have to change the way you think, change the way you act, and change the way you feel. And most people in their lives are trying to create a new personal reality as the same personality and it doesn't work. And the repetition of doing the same exact routine every single day, thinking the same way, acting the same way, feeling the same way over and over again, by the time we're 35 years old, we go on autopilot. And 95% of who we are at that point is just a set of programs. And so the body then is dragging somebody in the predictable future based on what they did in the past. And imagine this, this has happened to all of us. You have a thought in your routine day that you're going to go do something, and that thought is going to lead to a a choice, and the choice is going to lead to a behavior, and the behavior is going to lead to experience. The the experience produces the payoff, and the payoff is the feeling or the emotion, and all of a sudden, something happens where it doesn't work out, and you're not getting the feeling that reaffirms your identity, then most people replace it with a pretty uncomfortable feeling. They get angry, they get frustrated, they get impatient, they get disrespectful because now the body is craving the feeling and they're not getting the feeling that they want. And they don't believe that they have any control over how they feel. Are you with me still? So then, if your personality creates your personal reality, 
And you're waking up every single morning and you're thinking the same way, acting the same way, and feeling the same way, and it's your environment, all the people and objects and things and places in your life that are controlling your thoughts and feelings, then we could say then your personal reality is creating your personality. And you're not thinking, acting, or feeling greater than your current known reality. And so then now we can say that a person is victim to the circumstances in their life because they'll tell you it's that person or that thing that's making me think, feel, and act this way. How many people are with me? But we say then that we create the world outside of us by the way we think and feel. So then the challenges and the problems in our lives are created from a certain level of consciousness or unconsciousness, yes or no? And Einstein said, hey, you want to resolve that problem? You got to go to a greater level of consciousness than the consciousness that's created it. And that's evolution. Would you agree? So then the problems and conditions that we have in our life, in order for us to be greater than those problems and conditions, we would have to be greater than the body to change, to be greater than the body, to be greater than our environment. That means don't let our environment we no longer react and think in predictable ways. Our environment no longer controls our feelings and thoughts. And then in order for us to truly change, we couldn't live in the program of the predictable future or the familiar past. We would have to be in the present moment and stop all of those programs. Yes or no? Turn the poster next to you and explain that. If the problems in our life are created from some level of consciousness or unconsciousness, then it would make sense then that every time you become conscious of an unconscious thought, you're changing your level of awareness. Would you agree? And you can't have consciousness without energy. So then as you begin to become aware of the way you're thinking, you're moving to a greater level of consciousness than the consciousness that created the problem, yes or no? Come on. And if you can begin to observe how you act or how you speak, and you can begin to become conscious or aware, would you agree then the more conscious or aware that you become of how you act and you want to change it, the less unconscious you'll go in your normal day? Yes or no? And if you've been living by certain emotions that bring you to a lower denominator, to a lower level of energy, to cause you to feel more like matter and less like energy, more separate, from everyone and everything, including your dreams. And all of a sudden, you're sitting and you're observing your feelings and you're watching your body go through a gamut of different sensations and feelings, and all you're doing is sitting there. Would you agree if you can begin to observe it, you're becoming less of the body as the mind and more of the consciousness uh, separate from the body? Yes or no? And you're moving to a greater level of consciousness. So what have we been doing all week? This has been a great study in one whole week because people then come to an event and they have all these problems in their lives. And all of those problems primarily come from people because that's what makes up the majority of our living environment. And so the stronger the emotion that people feel from the problems in their life, the more they pay attention to the person that's creating them. And we could say then they're giving their life force, they're giving their energy away to that person because where you place your attention is where you place your energy. And so now you're giving your power away to that person and that's the energy you need to create a new reality. How many people are with me? So you're sitting in the presence of that emotion and your body's off schedule. It loves to judge at around 11 o'clock in the morning but 
you're off schedule. There's no one to judge. You're sitting there with your blindfolds on. And your body says, well, there's got to be somebody to judge. How about the person next to me? How about the person in front of me? How about Dr. Joe? Well, I've got to find somebody to judge. And your body's just looking for the hit of those chemicals. So then you would have to agree with me then. And when you start thinking about the problems in your life when you first get here, then your attention is moving away from you. And if that's the case then, if you can lower the volume to that emotion, it would take some level of energy to do that. A level of energy that's greater than the energy of that emotion in order to change it. That means you've got to demonstrate a will that's greater than the body is the mind. And that takes an effort. Are you with me still? It's so much easier to go unconscious. Or if I keep asking you to return back to the present moment and your attention is on this person all the time or this problem in, all the time and you keep stopping the thought that's connected to them, then you'll stop producing the emotion. And the body is going to crave that emotion and the brain is going to crave that connection. And there's a withering. There's a biological death that goes on. There's, there's, there's a dissonance that's creating neurologically in the brain that's disorder, that's chaos. That's, that's information being released out of the system. And now energy's changing. Neurocircuitry's changing. Neurochemistry's changing. Hormones are changing. Gene expression is changing. The body's in flux. It's in change. And the chaos that's created from that, most people can't handle it because they don't know what to do with it. So the solution then is to get up and get on your computer and surf or watch TV or do something to distract you from that feeling that makes it go away. So over time then, we become reliant on our outer world to change our inner world. How many people understand? So then think about this. When you lower the volume to that emotion and you take your attention off the problems in your life, and you do it with a, a level of passion and keep returning to the present moment, you're gonna to begin to weaken the energetic bonds with everyone and everything in your life. And when you have an energy that's greater than the energy that's holding you together, holding you connected to every person and everything in your life, there's gonna be a break in that energy and that energy's coming back to you, that's chaotic energy. That's difficult energy for the body to deal with unless you know how to apply a formula, unless you know how to create order out of disorder. Are you with me still? So then, throw in the hormones of stress. Living in stress is living in survival, and when you're in stress and you're in survival, the very chemicals of stress cause you to, cause you to heighten your senses and narrow your focus on the cause. And now you're putting all of your attention on the material world. Now, where you place your attention is where you place your energy. And the rush of adrenaline that's created from the hormones of stress arouses the body to such a degree that you begin to believe that you're your body. It rouses the brain to put all of the attention on the outer world because that's where the danger is. And now when we're under stress, we can't predict something, we can't control something, or we have the perception that something's going to get worse. The moment we signal those, those chemicals, now all of a sudden now, in survival, we're doing our best to control and predict everything in our life, to bring it all back together. And so we begin to become over-focused and we shift our attention from people to things, the objects, the problems, the places, and every one of those has a neurological network in the brain, and the act of doing that causes the brain to become compartmentalized, and the brain starts firing in a very incoherent way, 
And when the brain is incoherent, you're incoherent. And when the brain isn't working right, you're not working right. So then the very rush of those stress hormones draws from this invisible field of vital life force, this invisible field surrounding the body of energy, and is turning it into chemistry. And chronic stress keeps tapping the body's vital resource, and in time we start feeling more like matter and less like energy, more like particle and less like wave. And when you feel like you are matter, trying to change matter, there's only a certain number of things you can do. You can fight for it. You can race to get it. You can compete. You can manipulate. You can tr control, predict. You can do the basic things because we only have a certain number of resources when we're matter trying to change matter. Are you with me still? So then the very chemicals of stress, when we narrow our focus on an object or a thing or a person, the very nature of narrowing our focus on matter causes us to feel separate from everyone and everything. So the very chemicals of stress heighten the senses, and now we're materialists, and we have separation from everybody and everything. We don't experience connection in any way. And in fact, when you're in the state of survival, you're not going to learn you're not going to want to create, you're not going to want to go within, you're not going to want to open your heart, you're not going to want to be vulnerable. It's not the time to do that. In stress, it's time to run, to hide, or to fight. And so people spend 70% of their life living in this state. And as they begin to get caught up in these chemicals, what they start doing is out of the infinite possibilities in the quantum field that they can begin to create. In stress, you will select the worst case scenario and when you select the worst case scenario, you're in survival because in survival, if you prepare for the worst, there's better chances of surviving. So people are always picking the worst reality in their mind and combining a thought with the emotion and they're conditioning their body into a genetic destiny. How many people are with me? So then separation means I'm here and you're there and if you look any different than me, then I'm gonna experience a little bit more separation. And if you have a different skin color or you're a different race or you, you're, you look different than me, then I'm going to experience more separation. And then there's me here, one point of consciousness, and you there, another point of consciousness. But then there's me here, and there's my dreams. And where do we place our dreams? Way out there, because we experience time linear. So we make an estimate in our mind. It's going to take me a lot of time to get what I want. So here's one point of consciousness, and then your dreams are another point of consciousness, way over there. And it's going to cause you to drag your body through space every single day to go to work, to pay off all the dreams that you're creating because you're matter trying to change matter. How many people understand? Turn the person next to you and explain. That was Dr. Joe Dispenza. His website is drjoedispenza.com. I highly, highly recommend his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. You got to read that one. Also, you can check out today's clip on the YouTube. It's about 90 minutes long. It's like an entire seminar. It's called Dr. Joe Dispenza, Intermission Boxes Teaching, whatever that means. These YouTube titles trip me out. I don't know where this stuff comes from. But anyway, hey, hope you enjoyed today's clip. I'll see you tomorrow. We got Throwback Thursday with my friend Christine Hasler. I'll see you then. Peace. Mm -hmm.